So we we started last night the sugya. Actually, we did the sugya of what what comes first, the bracha on a hadas or bracha on oil. We said a svara that hadas is uh, single dimensional and oil is multi dimensional. That was that was the sugya we did last night. Beshamay beshilo machria kedasa machria. Was Rav, Papa correct, uh, was Rav Papa correct in misquoting Rava? Talked about that last night. Now, continues the Gemara with like, uh, a sugya that's not the same, one-off. We are, I would say, ten lines before the lines get really wide. Ten lines at the end of the medium-wide lines. Last word on the line, Tanar Abanan on Mem Gimel Beis. Tanar Abanan. <laughs> if they brought in front of the people oil and wine, you hold the oil in your right hand. Now, obviously, whatever you're going to make the bracha on now, you put in your right hand. So, Bishamah says, put the oil in your right hand, the wine in your left hand. And therefore, you make a bracha on the shemen first, and then you make a bracha on the wine. Bishilo Imrim, Bishilo, says the opposite. Now, again, what you hold in your right hand is just another way of saying what you are going to make the bracha on first. You hold the wine in your right hand, and then you make a bracha on the wine first, and then you make a bracha on the oil. And after you finish smearing your hands with the oil, you call over the servant, and say, come here, no, no, come closer, and you smear the oil on his head. And you smear the oil on the head of the shamash, the head of the waiter. But if it's a shamish, it's a waiter who's a Talmud Chacham, and therefore, not, not that you don't want to embarrass him, that's fine. <coughs> he wouldn't want to have oil on his head. We'll see why in a minute. Then Talchei Bekaisel. Then you could wipe the excess oil on the wall. Why would the sham, Talmud Chacham not want to have oil on his head? Because it's a bzyonis for a tamachacham, lotzis l'shuk kishuhu mevusim. It's an embarrassment for a tamachacham to go out in public smelling like perfume. And this oil was obviously fragrant oil. Therefore, if the shamish is an amaretz, that's just fine for him to go to the shuk smelling all nice and sweet. But if he's a tamachacham, he should not be going to the shuk smelling nice and sweet. Tanar Abbanan, in fact. Savada, we'll see in a second. Tanar Abbanan. There are six items that it would be unbecoming of a Tamar Chacham to go out in public with. Number one. Do not go out smelling fragrant in public. We'll explain each one in a minute. Should never venture out alone at night. And the Tamachacham should not go out with ripped shoes. And Tamachacham should not be schmoozing with a woman in public. 
he should not sit with a bunch of Amaratzim. And he should never be the last to show up in Bismedrish. Some say, he shouldn't take giant steps. And a Tamachacham should not write, walk with an upright posture. We'll explain each one right now. He should not venture out smelling like perfume in public. This is, of course, This is in a place where if a person does go out like that, he can be assumed to be a Mishkav Zacher. Now the whole world is Mishkav Zacher. So a Tamachacham does not want to be um, accused of that, and therefore, therefore, you should not go out smelling all perfumey. Um, Reb says Reb a couple qualifications. This is only if he makes his clothes fragrant. But if he puts uh, fragrance on his body, that's fine. His sweat will remove the effect of the fragrance. So if it's on the body, it's not going to be so boilet, and therefore, it's okay. On a person's clothes, there's nothing to counterbalance it, there's nothing to, there's nothing to temper it, and therefore, besamim uh, on the clothes is a big problem. Amr of Papa, of Papa says, v'sarai kibig dummy. hair is like clothing, and it won't get counterbalanced, and it will be too pungent and poignant, and therefore... Hair is bad. Some say, no, no, no. Hair does get fresh fits a little bit. And therefore, therefore, hair could counterbalance the fragrance. And therefore, to put it in one's hair is okay. It's not like this. No, but it's Kipask in the Ramam. Number two. A person should not go out at night alone. Now, you have to understand, in those days... There was absolutely nothing doing at night. There were, there were no, you know, like lighting is very, very expensive. You had to take fuel and you had to light it. And therefore, nothing was happening at night. So now you go out at night, basically everything's open at night. You know, Giants open at night. You need a mask, but it's open. Um, you know, the store's open at night. The Home Depot's open at night. Well, yeah, whatever, you can do whatever you want at night. Mark and Maven's open at night. Mark and Maven's open at night with a mask. But um, but in those days, there was nothing doing at night. Therefore, the only inescapable conclusion that we can make if someone's going out at night is he must be going to see a zayna. So therefore, mishum chashada, because it will cause people to suspect you. I didn't put this gemara here tonight. It's not going when he doesn't have a kivias of a time to learn. But if he has a kivias of a time to learn every night, then, then a person will say, oh, he's going to his kvias, meaning no one goes to Zaina every single night at 8.15. So, so if he has a kvias that he, if he has a kvias that he keeps, then, then he's not, then, then he's, then he's okay. But if he has a kvias that he keeps in learning, everyone knows he's going to his kvias. The word kivias means set. And he shouldn't go with ripped shoes. 
מסייל לרבחיה, זה ראי את רבחיה ברבא, דם רבחיה ברבא, גנאי לו תמו חכם שיצא במנולם המטולויים. התמו חכם cannot go shabby. You don't have to wear the nicest clothing, you don't have to wear fanciest clothing, but you can't go with ripped clothing. It just attracts attention, and it causes people to say, eh, תמידי חכמים are slobs, and therefore it's בזיינס. So it's not the shoes, right? An yeah, I mean, apparently in those days that would be more of busyness. Um, says the Gemara, Aini, it's not true. Rabbi Rabbi himself used to go with rib shoes. It's only with patches on top of patches, which means, yeah, stama ripped shoe is nishgeferlach. The point is, whatever was the story in, the, in those days, you can't be outside of the norm. You have to be in the middle. You have to be in the medium. In those days, if you had one rip, that was pretty normal. Patch on patch? Oh, that's already like mamish ghetto. So that you're not allowed to do. And v'lei amrinela bepanta, that's only in the part of the shoe that goes up your leg. Avil begilda on the bottom, everyone wears ripped shoes. Nothing embarrassing about that. Less lamba. Nothing wrong. And even on the top part, it's only when you're in public. If you're in your house, it's not a problem. Also, this is only in the summer, because in those days, in the summer, it wasn't muddy. So I could see mamish your whole shoe. In the rain season, so, you know, in, in, in Iraq, where the Gemara was in Israel, it rained a whole winter, and there was no roads. So everything was muddy. So no one saw your shoes. Your, your shoes and socks and pants were covered in mud. And therefore, in the winter, it's not a problem. No one's going to notice. Last number. And you shouldn't talk with a woman in public. Even if it's your wife, because not everyone knows it's your wife, but they do see you schmoozing with a woman. Even if it's your wife, even if it's your daughter. Even if it's your sister. Everyone knows you're talking with a woman. No one knows what your relatives look like. So, as you see already twice in this Gemara, the bar for Chshad is not very high. Because we know, like Winston Churchill once said, a lie will make it halfway around the world before truth gets his pants on. No, no pun intended for the sugya, but, but in other words, it's very easy for a rumor to travel. People love saying Lashon Hara without cause, and, you, and when people say Lashon Hara, they're very, very good at connecting the dots. Oh, he was in the middle. But when it comes to the truth, like, they, you know, who says? So therefore, you don't have, you don't need, like, you, you, you might be thinking, like, come on, this is crazy. Yeah, for Lashon Hara... The bar is not very high, so be careful. And a person should not sit with a chabur of amaratzim, my taima, dilma asilam shuche basraihu, because chances are he will get schlepped with them, and they will not get schlepped with him. A person should not come last to bismedrish, mishum dekarle peshea. Because people will say you're negligent. Now, there's hack about, you may be tardy, but you're not negligent. So, 
First of all, one of the Mepharshim says Pesheya in Aramaic means negligent. Others say no. If you care about something, you come on time. And, and by not, it's showing you're negligent. And finally, should not take giant steps. taking giant steps, takes away one five hundredth of a person's vision. So all the Mepharshim ask. So all of these until now are pretty specific to Tamidi Chachamim. So a Tamachacham, he shouldn't go out with fragrance, although it's not like regular people want to be accused of being Mishkav Zachar, but it's worse for a Tamachacham. Uh, you know, the, the design, all these things are worse for a Tamachacham. But the, all the Mepharshim ask, if taking large steps takes away your vision, why do people that are not Tamidi Chachamim okay with that and why would a Tamachacham be more sensitive to having his vision taken away than a regular person? So there's a lot of good answers. So first of all, first of all, we're going to see in a second that the cure for this is Kiddush. So uh, the, Inyank, the riff in the Inyankov says that a Tamachacham is makbed to make Kiddush with no side intentions, purely lishma, And therefore... A regular person has no problem making Kiddush, having also a side kavanah to cure his vision. Tamachacham <laughs> likes to do it purely. The Shemagdalim, the Chida says, because like this, we know that it says, <laughs> Bribery causes Tzadikim and Chachamim to go blind. So if a regular guy starts losing his vision, no one's going to say, who the guy's on the take. A Tamachacham, who judges cases, if he starts losing his vision, people will say he's on the take. So Mimela says the Chida, a Tamachacham particularly, has to be careful from taking large steps because the consequence of large steps is vision loss. And if a Tamachacham loses vision, people will assume it's a punishment for the bribery. And... Finally, the Chidah says, also, Tamachacham needs his eyes. He has to paskin a lot of shayos with his eyes. He has to paskin on knives, if they're good for shechita. He has to paskin on trefis. He has to paskin on maris. So Tamachacham, of all people, needs his vision to be as sharp as possible, and therefore he has to worry about losing his vision. And, my takante, what is the fix? What is the fix for, for, um, for, for this for this malaise of taking two big steps and losing your vision, says the Gemara, fix it, return it, by Kiddush Friday night. So what are you supposed to do with Kiddush Friday night? So there's three options. Look at it, drink it, or put it in your eyes. I mean, if you could think of a fourth option, I'm all ears. So Rashi picks drink it. Rashi says this works in some type of medicinal way. You drink it. Rashi says, Shashasa Kaishal Kiddush B'Shabbos Balayla. Rabbi Yaina says, do not put it in your eyes because that's taking medicine on Shabbos. And you're not allowed to take medicine on Shabbos. I'm not saying it's not a good thing. Therefore, says the Tefer Shmuel on the Rosh, 
we know that Havdalah is a form of Kiddush, like the Rambam says, you're Mekadsheu B'Knisasiu B'Tziyasei. So, so Kiddush, Havdalah is a form of Kiddush, and if Havdalah is a form of Kiddush, then you could put the Havdalah wine in your eyes. And the Mishnah Brura brings, in the name of the El Yuraba, that you, at the time of Kiddush, you look at the Neiris, and that restores your vision. So you have three options how Kiddush Friday night restores your vision. Either you drink the kais, that's Rashi. Rabbi Yoyna says, you put it in your eyes, but you can't do it Friday night because it's refu, so you do it by Avdallah. And, and uh, Mishabrua says you should look at the Neiris. And finally, well, Yehalach becomes kaif, a person shouldn't walk upright because that's very big balgaivitic way of walking. Someone who walks with an upright posture, I feel even if it's not for a long distance, even if it's temporarily, it's like you're pushing the rebundant. I'm the boss here, move out of my way. If you have that attitude, it's, it's too much. The earth is full of Hashem's covet, not your covet, and therefore you can't walk with a kindness kaifa. Okay.